All right, people. We're back. Episode 16. We are almost near the end of the Trump Central pod for season two. Uh, but we're here. We are here. We are ready to go, ready to talk some ball. We got Duke in the building. We got DJ in the building. We got we got one more chump more than last week. So uh We'll try to make the most of it. Hopefully, we get some more chumps in here. We're still waiting on that Brian Danoff appearance. Will it happen? We will wait and find out. Uh, got some good stuff to talk about. We obviously have the first week of the two-week championship done. Um, we'll we'll kind of recap how that went down. Um, we'll talk about some NFL news, anything related to the playoff implications, some big games that went down last week. Um and then um, we can kind of talk about who we think is going to take home the title uh, in this last and final week of the Trump Central season. What are we on? Season 11? Or season 10 of Trump? Season 9? What One of them. Um, yeah. I mean, Trump's been around forever, so we'll, uh, we'll definitely get into it. Let's start with the recap. So since we started Dynasty... Um, we've done this new thing where we do the two week championship instead of one to try to kind of avoid the, um, you know, the outlier W, uh, where they kind of knock out the other team in, in one week and take away the luck factor. So, um, we had Brian against Steve. That was the matchup we kind of previewed last week. And honestly, Compared to some of the other matchups, it really underperformed in terms of point scoring. Uh, Brian took week one of the two-week championship 127 to 117. Uh, and a reminder that these points do carry over into this week. Um, fellas, what was your take on this matchup? It was anticlimactic. I mean, they were what did Vox say? They were two of the three lowest scoring teams. Yeah, both both teams shit the bed. So honestly, it worked out perfectly for one another. No one really went nuclear um, in, in that case. I mean, Steve, Kenneth Walker had only put, put up 6.6. .6. DJ Moore got hurt, put up 4.8. You know, his star player, Patrick Mahomes, put up 16. I mean, his best, his best score was Derrick Henry at 21. You know, and then you look at Brian's side, James Cook had five after going ballistic the past couple of weeks. Devontae Adams, who was one of the big-time trade pieces, uh, we'll, we'll get – we got to get to that one, too, because we have Aaron here. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to talk about that. <laughs> Devontae Adams put up a lovely 1.4. Um, Kelsey put up 9.4. And really, his high score was McCaffrey, uh, which is not a shocker whatsoever. McCaffrey's been carrying him all year. But, yeah, really low-scoring game. Um, these are two teams that average north of 130 points a game. Brian averages 145 a game. So... I you know like when I'm when I'm looking at this matchup, it's really freaking open. Like the projections say, O'Brien has a chance, a fifty six percent chance of winning. It's really open waters right now. Um, I think the fact that Brian didn't really get a sizable lead and Steve was able to get within ten gives him a shot. Personally, I, I'd see that absolutely. Way, I think. No, yeah, I I agree. I mean, it seems like. Both teams made big trades late in the season, and both have seemed to kind of like backfire. Like their acquisitions just haven't paid off. Like between the trade with Stevie and I, and then um, Brian and Duke. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, let, let's do a little recap of that. Let's start with the Steve trade. So Steve was able to get Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, and Hollywood Brown and a couple picks to try to make that late season push. Um, ultimately giving up Puka, Saquon, Drake London, and Justin Fields. Uh, I mean, Mahomes really hasn't paid off well for him. Um, he's been really struggling, especially towards the end of the year. And, I mean, Steve kind of mentions it in the chat every single week. I'm waiting for that Patrick Mahomes blow-up game. You know, is it going to happen? I have no idea, but he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Henry's given him a bunch of touchdowns. Henry's been good for him, but I don't think I don't think Hollywood has played a game for him, maybe one. not played a single game for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's kind of been riding on the Derrick Henry thing, which is good because if he didn't have Derrick Henry, he'd be riding Saquon, who's been a little bit of up and down with the injuries. And obviously, Ramondre Stevenson is now on IR. I think he's done for the year. Well, he's done for Steve's yeah. so doesn't matter anyway. But um, And then Kenneth Walker's been kind of ba uh, banged up. So Derrick Henry's really been kind of riding that King Henry identity of like basically almost carrying Steve's team uh, throughout the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, he's been big for him. Yeah, but I mean like completely under – like A.J. Brown, only 14 points, but was projected 17. Um, you know, D.J. Moore, obviously he got hurt, but, you know, projected 15, only got four. Um you know, that calf picked up an injury. He had to play Devontae Parker, who actually went over projection, which was decent for him. You know, Jared Goff in a game that, you know, we kind of thought the the Vikings and the Lions were going to go at each other. Uh, he only ended up throwing one touchdown, only put up 14 points. So a little bit of a slow game. But then, you know, I can't – I got to be fair here. I mean, with Brian's team, DeAndre Hopkins only put up four. Kelsey, we got to talk about Kelsey, man. Is it the Taylor Swift shit, or do you think he's just old? I think he's old. I think, I think it's just, yeah. I mean, what is he? Thirty something. He's thirty. Thirty four. This is yeah. this is what I said on the pod last week. Like it's it comes to an age. It's like he's even moving moving forward in like the next two years. I think he's still going to be in like the top five fantasy tight end conversation. But he is no longer that blow away nuclear tight end one anymore. Yeah, I mean he's he's tight end two in PPR. He still has almost a thousand receiving yards. And five touchdowns. Granted, when you're the only weapon on your team and you have Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get the ball. Um, but you know, last year he put up yeah. 12 touchdowns, had 1,300 yards. Um, he's taking a little bit of a, a drop off from from last year, um, almost 100 point difference. So I mean, yeah, Kelsey's been a little bit of a disappointment, but he's still, a, you know, a start and forget kind of player where you just you play him and just hope. Um, but he kind of underperformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor underperformed too. Um, but yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams was the major big one. Let, and let so let's start. So Devontae Adams was one catch for six targets on for four yards against the Chiefs, got absolutely shut down. Um Brian traded Amon Ra, Anthony Richardson, and a first to get Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Kirk Cousins, and Odell. And we recap that trade. Keenan Allen did not play last week. He's also uh, already out for this week. So Keenan Allen would have never played a single playoff game for Brian. He Keenan Allen has one appearance on Brian's team. Uh, so that was a bust of a, of a trade. Devontae, obviously the one point does not help you in a championship. You know, Odell is more just like a depth piece for him. And then Kirk Cousins is a next year kind of guy. Um, And Brian gave up a guy who's been consistently putting up 20 plus in Amon Ra. And then a probably... Uh, a quarterback that is top five fantasy upside in Richardson and a first round pick. 
You know, I mean, like if, if, yeah. if Brian wins, it's worth it. But I think even if he wins, he's probably fucking kicking himself. Yeah, because he's not going to win because of that trade. Like if he if he ends up winning, it's not because of that move. No, not at all. He's... Realistically, if Brian didn't make that trade with me, he'd be up thirty-seven on Steve right now. Yeah, he'd be cooking Steve. He'd yeah, be... but I mean, you could say the same thing. Like got... if Steve kept his guys, Fields out outperform Mahomes, Puka put up thirty-three. Like it would be either team could be blowing the other one out. Yeah, I, I think. Honestly, if neither team made the trade, I think Steve would be up right yeah, now. Yeah, he might be. I don't know that. I didn't look at the actual numbers, but there's a good chance. I don't think I don't think a single team in our league has actually made a legitimately good win now move. I think the only person that actually made a good win now move was uh, Hardy, who's getting Jordan Love. Because if he didn't, yeah, he, need, he needed that second quarterback. Yeah, that was the only one. I think all my win now moves I made did not work out. The ones that Dan made did not work out. The ones that Steve made yeah. have not worked out. And the ones Brian's made hasn't worked out. So I don't know. Is that going to change the approach for next year for teams that want to kind of just like go all in? Maybe. It's such a risky freaking move. Like, you know, like you have those studs out there that are good. And like, you know, you have the capital to make the move. But I mean, Brian nuked his future. I mean, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna he's looking like he might win this chip, but after this year, I don't know what the hell he's gonna do. If he had Amon Ra and Richardson, he'd probably still be sitting pretty good for next year too. Yeah, and then even for uh for Dan's Dan now with the Hawkinson injury, how how long is he gonna be out into next season? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he still has Njoku, who's Joku. been really good with Flacco, but yeah, I mean, we'll Vaca, see how that carries over. Vaca looks like a freaking genius right now. Yeah, and not not that he also we were all shitting on him first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting off season. It's gonna see. Uh, it's gonna be cool. Interesting to see what teams do in terms of their identity. If if some guys are deciding, fuck, I'm gonna blow it up, or guys are gonna say, yeah, I want I want to go for one more year, or, or or guys start entering the conversation. I think someone like a Sean could start entering the conversation. Same with the Hardy. They just got to make the moves, but. I mean, it, it, Sean's team is looking good. Yeah. Sean, oh my gosh, Sean hit a home run on practically every single move he made. Do, can we recap? Hold on, I was telling Duke this. Can we recap probably the best trade of the year so far? Sean. Which one? So, Sean, I don't get, listen, I get, I get trade rape sometimes, but I don't get trade rape this badly. This was the worst one I've probably ever had. So I made a trade in the off season, right before the season started, and obviously I fell into the Reddit rabbit hole and and you know fell into the hype. You know I traded away DJ Moore and Trey McBride for Kadarius Tony in a second round pick for Sean, which is just damn. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> it, it was a very under the radar move, and my thing was like, oh, you know, like. Darius Tony has a full off season with Mahomes. This could be the next Tyreek. Like he might be able to figure it out, you know. But lo and behold, DJ Moore is a PPR wide receiver ten on the year, and Trey McBride is arguably now a top five tight end in the league. It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and Sean's team is so young too. Every single guy is like a first or second year dude. Mm-hmm. Like oh. Brees, Kyron. Uh, yeah, Kyron. I think he's re- pick. 
Yeah, Stroud. Stroud wow. was the pick of the draft. Stroud and yeah. those are the two picks of the draft. And Puka, obviously, and Puka. But, I mean, yeah, Sean traded up to get Stroud. And Vak was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I tell you, Sean knows ball. Sean knows football. He knows it very well. He he was able to take a team that really was hurting last year, and he's right back there. He's right back in the freaking mix. And he has another pick this year. He's got basically all of his picks. He had he has Dan's pick now instead of his. But I mean, even still, like he's ready to go. He, he's geared up. So yeah, I think he's gonna have a really good team next year if oh, everybody yeah. stays healthy. Like he, I think that was his issue this year. Yeah, if he could stay healthy with Debo Amari staying healthy, obviously Brees and Kyron and Stroud and Tua. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And McBride. We're also forgetting he has Kincaid as well. Kincaid and McBride. Oh, my God. And I'm pretty sure he has Kendra Miller, too. So, he's – I'm fucked. I got – Dude, this his team's going to be good, man. His, his team's going to be fucking good. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's going to be – when it all started, like originally, Kyron was a backup. Like it was guys who were like backups that are now starters. Like Kincaid was a backup. Yeah, uh, he hit a whole uh, McB- all of them. Yeah, McBride was a backup behind Earth till they let him go. Yeah, he bought Debo really low, and Debo's been playing really well. So, I mean, yeah, kid knows how to run a team. I swear to God. So. Yeah, and it was all under the radar. Like nobody ever, like nobody ever thought highly of Sean's team. Like. Just because the record didn't match, but he has the players. And you know, the other crazy thing is with him is, like, his team was not good this year, and he didn't, like, fall into the trap of, well, I suck, so I'm just going to sell players for picks. He literally – it was impossible to trade with him. Like, he was like, no, I'm going to hold this guy. I'm going to hold this guy. I know this guy's value. I'm going to hold it. Like, it was like, woo. He, yeah, he's also got Jalen Warren. We forgot about him. He's got Jalen – he got he got him like, for me. I got another backup running back. That became a starter. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I think he just really needs to build out his wide receiver room, and then he's basically set. Um, I mean, with Stroud, we're is, also forgetting he is Kirk. I mean, he is Christian Kirk on the IR right now. Yeah, he's got Christian Kirk. Oh, yeah, he has arguably two of the best. He is one of the best quarterback pairings in the league. He is Stroud and Tua. Yeah, I it's think not, that's probably right up there. Disgusting. With such a good pairing. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's probably what, – what's yours, Joe? Dak and Burrow? Dak and Burrow. They're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the best one. I don't know. I don't know who else. Um, what's uh, – I mean, Steve has Mahomes and Goff now, which is a good one. The Goff is fire. I mean, I think if Vaughn can definitely – if Bryce Young can figure it out and Herbie and, and Bryce could be a fire one. Um, oh, I'm, I'm kind of liking Josh and AR. Yeah, Josh and – oh, no, no. Josh and AR is the best. Oh yeah, for, yeah, you got him in the yeah. trade. I mean, Lamar and Jordan Love is also pretty gross too for Hardy. There's some teams that have some really good like foundations. I think if if Landy ends up drafting Caleb in May, like that's not a bad combo. He probably won't, but I don't think I don't think Landy goes Caleb. No, nah, he's going Marvin. He's definitely he's, he's Marvin. swore by, but I still I still think he's taking Caleb. Really, I I think I think he well, will. People like. Great out uh, Caleb as like the next Mahomes. He reminds me a lot of Dak. He's like a Dak. He's not a Mahomes, which is not bad. I mean, Dak is a very good quarterback, but you know, you got to be to Mahomes is like that's a ridiculous. Mahomes is a that's just such an insane ceiling to uh, like live up to. Yeah, Mahomes is an alien. He's his own tier of quarterback. But all right, uh, we want to talk about any NFL related stuff. 
Um, anything that really stood out to you this past week? Uh, Amari Cooper blowing up in the semifinals and then not playing in the finals. <laughs> Ghost, yeah. Ghosting in the in the Thursday game when the Jets got absolutely eviscerated. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, I want to go back to week 16. I do like you know, I, I, I liked how the Ravens kicked the shit out of the Niners. You know, I think that that's like putting a lot of a lot of pressure on the Ravens now where they they're everyone's basically saying they're like the front runners. I think that's perfect for who my pick is. I think it's the Bills. I think the Bills are gonna come in and beat the Ravens in the playoffs. But the Ravens are nasty. Lamar is is legit. Yeah. The NFL has the there's a chance you get like two of the coolest playoff games if you can match up the uh Ravens and the Browns, get Flacco in a return uh against his old team in the playoffs. And then same with Stafford and Goff if they match up. Yeah, but Flacco's so overrated. Can I can I be honest with you? Apparently there's a very realistic chance the Rams uh play the Lions in the first round of the playoffs. Ooh. That... How cool would that be? Stafford versus the Lions? Yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah. That'd be wild. I mean, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. I was mentioning something. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying the Joe Flacco hype. I'm really not. The guy. I mean, I think. I do think it's gonna. It's gonna die down. Oh well, like his. He doesn't throw good passes. He kind of just forces that shit into coverage, and like it hits because he's been playing some not so great secondaries overall, but. Yeah, it's it's yeah. With them. if he if he ends up playing the Ravens, I think the Ravens are gonna fuck him up. Yeah, I don't think he's like uh, he's not gonna win them like big game like close games, but he's doing it like a good job managing, and he's using his weapons like he's revitalized in Joku and Amari Cooper. Yeah, definitely, and Jerome Ford. Fucking honestly, you gotta you gotta give Flacco credit. The Jets had a. Apparently, it was like a 33-game streak of not allowing a 300-yard passer. And Joe and Joe Flacco broke it. Yeah, Joe He Flacco. almost broke it at half. Them. <laughs> Torched them. Yeah. He hit 300 almost in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, really, the yeah. the engine of that Browns team is their defense. Their defense is disgusting. So good on all yeah. three levels. Their, their pass rush is nuts. Their linebackers are actually very solid. And then their secondary, the fact that you have Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom on the same team is insane. Because both those guys alone could be locked down corners individually, but you have them together. I mean, yeah, Jim Schwartz has a unit, and he's a very good defensive coach. Not a not a good head coach, but a very good defensive coach. Yeah. I, th- I think Stefanski should win coach of the year. I think. Stefanski should be the runaway the coach now. Oh my sure. God! Yeah, how do you win? Should be. And you have a quarterback carousel of PJ Walker, DTR, Deshaun Watson, and Joe Flacco. It, it like there's no excuse. Robert Sala bitches about Zach Wilson and Simeon. Dude, look what Stefanski's doing. <laughs> yeah. With a- yeah, I mean, you look at you look at all those top teams. They're all defensive led, like basically. Like they just have so like the Ravens, very good defense. Niners, very good defense. Like the only one, I mean, the Dolphins have a good defense, but it's probably still their offense. Yeah, it's definitely their offense. Like Bills have a, a very good defense. Yeah, uh, maybe not as in years past, but yeah, still got a good defense. But 
Yeah, the Browns. Oh my God, Mackay Becton was seeing ghosts last night. The amount of offsides because he he Becton was so scared that if he didn't get the first step on Miles Garrett, he was going to get screwed, and he was. He got torched. But like, the yeah, he, he's ball. a goner next year. This was a contract year for Mackay. He's done. I, no, I'd re-sign him for cheap and move him to right tackle. I would not put him at left tackle though. He's he's he leads the league in sacks allowed. He's just the injuries really screwed him. And then obviously going against Miles Garrett's never a fun time. But um. Let's uh, forever haunt Joe Douglas and Jets fans that we took him over Tristan Wirfs. Oh, yeah, 100%. Tristan Wirfs is a dog. We we messed up on that one for sure. Let me, all right, so let me ask you guys a question Um, because it, it kind of relates to the Ravens-Niners game. So season's coming to a close. We got basically three front runners for MVP. Maybe four, but I, I personally don't consider Dak in there. Um, I really think it's, it's a three-man race between Tyreek, CMC, and Lamar. Um, and I think Lamar obviously has the edge right now because he's the quarterback. But like, if you were to really name a, an MVP, who would you give it to? CMC, McCaffrey. Yeah, I just think. I, I think if Tyreek gets two K, that's also a big deal. Yeah, I don't think he will. If Tyreek reaches two K with missing a game, I give it to Tyreek. But I think CMC is winning the touchdown race. I don't know how many Mostert has, but that Forty ers offense would not be rolling without him. Most yeah, I mean, year, I believe it's just 21 total, 18 on the ground, something stupid like that. Yeah, I think him and Mostert have 21 each. Yeah, um, I don't think Reek gets to 2K. I just, I because I personally think teams are just going to try to scheme him out. Um, what is he at right now? Like 17 something. I think he needs 350 basically. I think maybe like 348 over the last two games, but no, um, no Waddle though, uh, probably for this rest of the regular season at least yeah but even still that you're you're asking reek to get back-to-back games 150 he could he's the only person that could do that but but he also has two tough matchups he has the ravens and the uh bills yeah he's matchup proof he's argue him and justin jefferson are matchup proof anyone else yeah you got to consider the matchup those two are definitely matchup proof so i can see he could definitely still torture him um yeah but yeah, I mean, what Lamar is at what like nineteen passing touchdowns, like eight interceptions, like yeah, I think. Look, I think I think Lamar's had a great year, but statistically, like if you compare his stats to previous MVP winners over the past five years, it just doesn't match to what they've gotten. Yeah, like Mahomes won it when he threw for like five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. Yeah. All right, but you're, then again, you're going to give it to a guy who throws for three thousand and twenty something touchdowns. But the thing is, though, think of the think of the term MVP. You take McCaffrey off the Niners, they could still cook. They have a very good, potent team. Not as much, though. Really, not as much. Oh. You give it to you, you. No, like trust me, they'll still be a very good team. Don't get me wrong. I do think if you throw Jordan Mason back there, he'll do. He'll still do some work behind that 49ers line. You can literally throw a, a screen pass two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and McCaffrey can take it for another twenty. Yeah, like it's but, that easy. I mean, that, like I think I think CMC is the reason why Purdy is in the MVP conversation. Absolutely, for sure. But then uh, you also got to look at Le- how much value Lamar has. To the Ravens. Ravens lost Dobbins, lost Andrews. They're running out of receiving core. Yeah, but Lamar, Lamar's always been the RB one. He's always been the RB one. Yeah, but like he also doesn't have Andrews. He's who is he throwing to? Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely, Nelson Aguilar. Like these guys are. Certified bums. Odell at 30 years old. 
he's yeah. Good. I mean, if you want to go by who's most valuable to their team, I mean, obviously it'll never happen. But Trent Williams, when the Niners went on that, like that three or four game losing streak, he missed all those games, and then he came out in the Ravens game. Yeah, like obviously there's no chance in hell an offense like he's not even in the conversation. Obviously, but if you want to talk about most valuable to a team, he's got to be in the conversation. Right? Yeah. You know, Dan Dan always mentioned about potentially getting Tristan Wirfs on the pod. And if Tristan Wirfs was ever on the pod, I think the one question I would ask him, do you ever think an offensive lineman will win the MVP ever? And I, I'm, sure he, has, he, I'm sure he has insights into that. You know, just yeah. like being in an NFL locker room, hearing all the news and the gossip. I'm, I, It would never happen. But yeah, Trent Williams is a, a generational left tackle. Yeah, and at what like what is he like thir- upper thirties, and he's still the best left tackle in football. 33, 34. Yeah, he's he's a machine. He's absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and then Kelsey being the best center at thirty six years old. Yeah, offensive line. If you just have the technique, you because you can last a long time. I remember Matt yeah. Burke. He was some center on like the Vikings. He lasted until he was like 38, 39. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jeff Saturday lasted a really long time. Look at Andrew Whitworth. I was like, you won a Super Bowl at 41 or something. Whitworth, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just have the technique and you know how to play the position, you're smart. Like, these are smart freaking guys. Like, you can yeah, last a long time. Stay healthy. Yeah, you get, yeah, that thing's got to be healthy. That's the big thing. That's like the one thing that hurt to Brickishaw Ferguson. He was uh, yeah. an absolute machine at left tackle. But I think towards the end, he kind of just – did he retire because of of injuries and just like not wanting to play anymore? Yeah, because yeah. he was still relatively like young, I guess for and how some how old some linemen are. Yeah, so I mean, it really it really all depends, but yeah, I think Lamar's super valuable. I think CMC deserves it because he's having a legendary season, and we're actually starting to see like for the first time in a while like a fully healthy CMC season where he's not spending half his fucking season on the Panthers. What he can actually do. Um, and he's yeah he, he's driving that offense which is good good for him good for the Niners um, good for Brock Purdy like he said yeah Brock Purdy's name is in the MVP race Dak Prescott of course um, having a, a career year after having arguably one of the worst seasons he could have possibly imagined but I don't know yeah. the, the race is definitely open what about defensive play of the year who do you have for that I think you could reach into a hat and pick out one of like three or four guys names like Garrett Parsons, uh, Bosa, Watt, any of them. I think it's between uh, TJ and Miles Garrett. Yeah. Ooh, Miles Garrett. Yeah. He missed a couple of games favorite right now. Like, I think, I think Micah made a very strong case for the beginning half of the season. Um, I think guys like Miles Garrett and TJ has over, have overtaken him in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, I, I know the stats aren't there for him, but everyone. Aaron Donald and how dominant he is. He's still dominant. Yeah, yeah he's still carrying that. Like, I, he's not going to win defensive. He's not going to. He's not going to win defensive player of the year. But I, I still think he's the def- best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Oh, that's taken for granted at this point. Yeah, the entire unit got gutted. They have no, um, no Ramsey, no Von Miller, no Bobby Wagner. Um, yeah, he's still holding his own. And Max Crosby is also another guy you probably want to consider in there too. I mean, not like to win it, but like definitely someone yeah, that uh, can be in there. I think Crosby definitely deserves to be in it, but his sacks, um, he's like number five in sacks. I feel like you got to be at least top two to be considered. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for Aaron Donald, I think at this point he's just taken, it's taken, it's expected of him to be that dominant. Like it's just taken. Do you know for- who I think should be a, a very strong consideration? Fred Warner. 
I think Fred Warner's unbelievable. No, Fred Warner is incredible. The best linebacker in the league, hands down. Um, also, some people might say Deron Bland because I'm pretty sure he set that like record for most like pick sixes. Yeah, but that's like the Trayvon Diggs argument. Like when he had a yeah. I mean, he is playing well though. He's not. He's not horrible. He's not great. But yeah, there was that one game where they just targeted him the whole time and just destroyed. I forgot who that was against, but he was. That's what. Yeah, and he just got obliterated by DK. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, he got burned. I remember that one. That was bad. All right, we got about 10 minutes left. I think it's a good good opportunity now to really get into the matchup, the week two, um, which is this is the one that has all the implications. It's the one where we really decide who's going to end up winning this thing or not. Um, so let me just move to week 17. So I can pull it up. Now, here we go. So we'll, I'll run through all the different players. I'll run through. We'll go each position group and what their matchup is and who you think you'd, you'd favor in that. So let's start with the quarterbacks. So Steve's got Mahomes running on Sunday uh, against Cincinnati at home at Arrowhead. And Brian's running out Stafford at MetLife, uh, 1 o'clock game against the Giants. Who do you think puts up more points? Mahomes. I think Mahomes, but it's still a very good matchup for Stafford. Yeah. Why do I feel like Stafford's going to torch the Giants? Because he probably will. I well, I'm I have a feeling Mahomes can torch for a playoff spot, right? Are the Rams fighting for a playoff spot? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. fighting for like that for, for that last wild card. Yeah, I think if they win, their probability moves up to like 87% of making the playoffs. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, it's really a toss-up, I think. If Mahomes is more dominant, it'd be a little bit different. But all right, here we go. Uh, Kenneth Walker, questionable, uh, versus Pittsburgh at home, or McCaffrey – uh, at Washington, I think McCaffrey might put That's up a wash thirty plus on <laughs> command. Yeah. McCaffrey, McCaffrey might easily might go for forty. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this one's interesting. Derrick Henry at Houston. Reminder: Derrick Henry eviscerates Houston year after year. It's like Chipper Jones when you- the last game. Um, or Jonathan Taylor versus the uh, Raiders at home. Is Zach Moss playing? No, he's out. Forearm, none. Uh, listen, Derrick Henry's absolutely dominated Houston. JT might have this one. I'm going to yeah, go. But look, look at Henry's last game versus Houston a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I think he was one of his worst games of the season. Do you think he comes back with the vengeance? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to just go Henry based on history and the Titans kind of. Like, the last few games, I feel like Henry, besides the one where he had, like, 15 touches for 10 yards, he's found the end zone, like, once or twice in, like, the last few games. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't have to give you good yards per carry. He's going to find the end zone, especially if they move the ball. I think Levis might be coming back, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. All right. A.J. Brown versus Arizona at home. Or Devontae Adams coming off a stinker at Indy. Give me AJ Brown against the Cardinals. AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. I think Arizona's going to get torched. Uh, all right. This one I think is very easy to pick, but DJ Moore versus Atlanta at home or Mike Evans home versus New Orleans. I think it's easy because I think Mike Evans has been playing out of his mind. 
Does Mike Evans torch the Saints, or does he get shut no, down? No, he always gets shut down yeah, by I knew it was one or the other. It's Lattimore that shuts him down, right? He has a long no, stick. Lattimore, Lattimore, Lattimore has Mike Evans' number. No, Lattimore and Evans hate each other. Like that's yeah, so no, He might get ejected. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get ejected because I have him in a couple other leagues. But I don't know. I feel like, yeah, Lattimore and Evans have had a history. They fight, they fight each other practically every single time they play. Um, I still think Mike Evans because I think – you got you got Baker throwing the ball to Mike. I think there's some good chemistry. I know, but God, Godwin has become very relevant in the past three weeks. God, yeah, Godwin's solid too. Um, yeah, I think if DJ Moore is healthy, I think Fields in these last two games is basically fighting for his job with the Bears. So he may try to just force feed him, and if this one would be big for him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, all right, tight end. This is kind of a wash. Kelsey uh, versus Cincy. For for Brian or Dalton Schultz versus Tennessee, um, I'd probably take Kelsey there. Kelsey, yeah. All right, Kelsey. Flexes. This is where we kind of now kind of do the separation here. So Steve's got Metcalf versus Pittsburgh, who's also questionable, and he got Jaden Reed at Minnesota on the Sunday night game. Brian's going with James Cook versus the Patriots, and DeAndre Swift versus Arizona. I like Swift out of all those guys, but what what cook are we gonna get? The one we saw last week or the week before? I feel like Bill's gonna try to shut him down. Uh, yeah, exactly. But then again, Metcalf is like, if he's healthy, I think he'll be good. And I think Jaden Reed can def- has been definitely playing really well towards the end of the year. I think Steve might have the advantage on those uh, those flex positions right now by yeah, like, margin. Yeah, especially if Christian Watson doesn't play, that's big for Jaden Reed. Oh yeah. If Jaden Reed catches a touchdown, I think we know which way this matchup is going to go. Definitely. Now, this is where it gets super interesting. So Brian recently found out that Russell Wilson's done for the year, not because of injury, uh, but because of contract uh disagreements with the front office. So bye-bye Russell Wilson in a super flex. Uh he does have Minshew. So Minshew might have to be his play. If he does go with Minshew, um it would be Minshew versus Vegas at home. If he doesn't go Minshew, um, his next next best options are D Hop at Houston, okay, or potentially uh, regarding with Brissett, Sam Howell versus the Niners. I think he ends up going Minshew. Steve's got Goff at Dallas on that Saturday night primetime game. Yeah, I think Dallas at home is a tough matchup, and teams have figured out the way to beat Dallas is run the ball, and Detroit is great at running the ball. So it may be a run heavy game for them. So you're thinking, you're thinking Minshew has the edge on that one. Especially getting Pittman back this week. I think so. Yeah. Pittman and JT. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a healthy JT. Yeah. Yeah. And they're fighting for their playoff lives. Right. All right. So we've kind of done the, the, the run through. We have some sort of an idea. Ultimately, Fellas, by because this this matchup doesn't end on Monday. There's no Monday game, right? No, there is no Monday game. No. Hey, by Sunday night, fellas, who's gonna lift the Trump Trophy this year? I think Brian by less than ten points. My gut says Brian, but like I think it really comes down to who has the player that goes nuclear. Oh, I think if you have if you're doing a lottery for that, I think Brian has the best chance with McCaffrey. Yeah, I think McCaffrey is gonna be it. But like if Steve if Steve has that one guy that goes for thirty plus, it's gonna be really really interesting. 
I think Steve has two guys that can go for 30. And I think one is Mahomes, sneaky, and then the other yeah. one is DJ Brown. The others, I don't really see it. If he can get big games from Mahomes and AJ Brown, I think it's wraps for Brian. Because I think Brian does not have good matchups for Devontae, for Evans, even though I think Evans will do well, and James Cook. And also, he's kind of fucked at the super flex. Um, yeah. I think he's going to really have to rely on Stafford cooking the Giants and then obviously CMC just obliterating the Commanders. And then he's got to hope that Devontae Adams can at least hit projection. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing is if, yeah. if the thing is usually uh, like, after owning Devonte for a year and a half, like when Devonte has a game like that, they do tend to target him a little bit more in the next game. Like they force feed him a little bit, even if it's like three yard out passes. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he has that twenty, like thirty plus game nuclear potential anymore. Like he's still Devonte Adams. He's one of the best wide receivers in the game. It's just. Aiden O'Connell, it's just it's tough with him. All right, so yeah, DJ saying Brian. Yeah, I think Steve wins the week, like just if it was a weekly thing. But I don't know if he'll outscore him by ten. Duke, what do you think, dude? My gut says Brian, but I'm I'm a little shaky on it. I don't know, like I, I don't know. Steve's in this. He's only down by ten. It's like we all thought we all thought Brian was going to be up by at least twenty five. Like yeah. shaky. It's super shaky. I think Brian ends up lifting the trophy, gets his first title, but I swear to God, Steve is going to make a sweat. He's going to make Brian sweat. Brian might have an aneurysm before he wins the chip, but all right. Chump pod episode 16. We're going to wish both good luck to both the chumps. When we come back next week, it'll be our last episode and we'll recap everything. Hopefully we'll have a winner and hopefully they'll be on the pod. Uh, so <laughs> peace. See ya.